This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are looking for some of the darkest skies in Oregon. So places that we can look up at night and gaze into the universe. That's right, Jim. We're talking about stargazing, a time-honored tradition, Mm -hmm. and one of the most awesome ways in the purest form of that word Mm -hmm. to interact with the natural world around us. So here in the pod, we usually talk about being awestruck by a waterfall or Mm -hmm. a mountain that's Mm -hmm. here in the Pacific Northwest. But in this case, we're talking about seeing some stuff that's just like a little bit farther away. <laughs> Just a smidge, Jamie. Uh, of course, we're not talking only uh, about stars here, but also meteors, planets, moons, you name it. And later on, we're going to talk about some of the best places throughout the Northwest to go stargazing. But first, we need to talk about what exactly you should be looking for and how you can go about seeing it. And to help guide Our discovery today, we have Bob Grossfeld, manager of the Sun River Observatory in Central Oregon. Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely so. So, Bob, obviously anyone can go out, uh, you know, on a walk around their neighborhood, step out in their backyard and gaze up at the sky. But give us an idea of what it's like being inside an observatory, spending time staring up into the cosmos. Well, I think that's the great thing about astronomy is you really can do it from anywhere, whether you're in a city or out camping. Uh, the observatory just, you know, raises that uh, experience up one more notch. And we're fortunate being in central Oregon where we have dark sky and we have a facility where people can come in and look through a wide variety of telescopes and look at different things a little more up close and personal. So it's uh, we're very fortunate in Oregon to be able to have the the dark skies to be able to enjoy the, the the night sky and plus there's a lot of observatories where people can go out and and try to um you know get get a little more experience with it so bob what are what are some of the coolest things that you've been able to see from the sun river observatory oh my goodness um well you know i i'm partial to galaxies and star clusters and things like that that are just you know a little mind-blowing but i think for me also having public come and look at saturn and jupiter for the first time and seeing Saturn's rings, uh, you know, or kids seeing Jupiter's moons for the first time is very uh, rewarding for, you know, my line of work just because it, it gives folks an experience that they may or may not have had before. Uh, it's just it's just the awe and wonder of the night sky that makes it uh, fabulous. 
Yeah. So let's take a step back. I mean, an, an observatory, I guess, fairly self-explanatory what it is. It has you know telescopes and a great location. Right. But what is the Sun River Observatory? Give us a visual of what it looks like, what people do there, and uh, why you love love it so much. Well, I'll give you a quick a quick history. So yeah. the Sun River Nature Center and Observatory was um, founded over 50 years ago in Sun River, in the resort. And the original developers of Sun River wanted to protect the night sky, even before there was an observatory. Here, They that was part of their, you know, being one with nature. They wanted to, you know, stop light pollution from exposing the night sky. So Sun River, even before there was an observatory, realized, the developers realized that they wanted to have astronomy as part of that. And so in 1990, we built a, our first building here with a, a single telescope. In 99, we expanded with uh, six more telescopes. And then again in 2015, and then in 2021, we just built another uh, expansion. So we're um, adding another six telescopes. So here, you, when you come to the observatory, you'll have 12 to 15 different telescopes looking at different things on a given night. And we're the largest public viewing facility in the country where folks can buy a ticket, come in and view the night sky. And it's very interesting to see the expansion over the last few years and the interest, especially during COVID, and the interest of looking at the night sky and having that experience. That is uh, amazing. The largest uh, public viewing opportunity in the country right here in Oregon. Now, what is it about that experience that is so special that you can't do at home, you can't do if you go buy, say, a telescope off the internet? Walk us through like how much better it is to hop in an observatory and look up at the sky from what you folks have to offer. I think a lot of folks come here that have a telescope and want to learn how to use their telescope. That's part of it. But also I think being part of the the gathering, whether it's 20 people or 50 people or 100 people, whatever the number is for that night, being part of it, it's kind of like being at a party, you know, and everyone on the same wavelength. Uh, And the staff here is phenomenal. We have volunteers and paid staff that are really interested in talking about. So if we're looking at a star cluster, they can tell you how far away it is, how many stars are in it, and a little more detail about each object. So folks that want information can get it. Or if they're just interested in looking and not really interested in the numbers, per se, they can still come and enjoy that experience without having to think about the, the size and the scale and everything else. But I do think uh, it's an experience. And we used to, we call it a star party. You know, it's mm-hmm. a party with a bunch of your friends you've never met before. And it's a great family experience. Uh, families come from all over the world to this facility and see things that they haven't seen before. Viewing on your own is one thing, but viewing with a group of people is a completely different experience. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to hear a little bit more, too. We talk about sort of the awe you get from looking up at the night sky. What is that experience like for you? What makes stargazing or astronomy so special to you? Well, it's an ever-changing thing. So every season, we're looking at different parts of the sky. So in the summer, we're looking towards the center of the Milky Way. In the winter, we're looking away from the Milky Way. So we look at a lot more galaxies and nebulas and things like that. So every night is different. And I think that is what makes it so... Uh, unique. In addition to that, at the observatory, we look at the sun, which I don't recommend doing for most people because obviously they need special equipment. But here we look at the sun on a daily basis with specially filtered telescopes. Hmm. And that's also something that is an awe-inspiring thing when you can actually look at a star up close and personal and and see the detail of of an individual star or sun. 
Yeah, so I mean, the observatory, obviously a great spot for folks to go check out. But for folks who maybe don't have the opportunity to go to the Sun River Observatory or other places, how, how do you recommend people go stargazing on their own? I mean, do you have any tips for people just getting started? Yeah, so I think uh, most people don't realize they have the tools right at home just to um, enjoy the night sky. A pair of binoculars uh, is a great way to learn the sky and to, and to see things that they don't normally see. For example, an 8x40 pair of binoculars, you can see the Orion Nebula if you know where to look. Or you can see Jupiter's moon. Uh, certainly looking at our moon, you can see a lot of detail. So there's a lot of um, things you can do without a piece of equipment, like looking at like in the morning during this month, we see the planets all you know hanging out together, Jupiter and Saturn and Mars all just kind of grouped together right before sunrise. So there's a lot of that's an ever-changing view of the night sky and just watching the stars move across the night sky or certainly in central oregon oregon washington watching the big dipper move as the night goes on and seeing how things kind of move along and of course there's always meteor showers and special events and things like that you know we have 11 major meteor showers a year so as long as it's not cloudy you know you can go out and, and enjoy those with you don't need any telescope or binoculars you just lay out on your deck and hot tub, whatever, and watch the night sky. And that leads perfectly to the next question I had, which is, you know, we're partway through 2022 at this point, uh, recording here in, in late March, but we've been looking ahead at the stargazing calendar for this year. Is there anything specific that you're particularly looking forward to? Well, I think the Perseid meteor shower in August is probably the one that most people in Oregon Washington area think about because usually the weather is good. Mm. Uh, the first week in August is always a special time because it's a very reliable meteor shower. There are a few other smaller meteor showers uh, in the next few months, but they're not as reliable in the sense of seeing, you know, 50 to 100 an hour. So that's the one that most people think about. And right now, you know, during this March and April time period, We've been looking at you know the constellation of Perseus, so it's always great to relate that to uh, folks that come to the observatory. If you're out looking at Cassiopeia and Perseus in the night sky, which are just you know right overhead to the west, you can see those constellations look great in binoculars, and you can relate to that when it comes to August when the meteors are coming from that direction as the sky moves around the North Star. Just uh, taking a browse down our calendar here for 2022, we also have a couple of total lunar eclipses coming up this year, one in May, one in November. It seems like, you know, meteor showers, eclipses, planetary alignments, lots of cool stuff for folks to look forward to this year. Yeah, lunar eclipses are always fun. I hate the uh, media push of, you know, the blood moon and all that kind of thing because <laughs> it's really not a, you know, blood moon. But um, lunar eclipses are great to watch the shadowing effect. And that's a great opportunity, once again, to pull out your binoculars and take a look at the moon and see the, the detail that's on the moon. Well, we are going to talk a little bit more about some really great places to go in the Pacific Northwest to do some of this stargazing, to see some of these events and see some of these uh, really cool cosmic attractions. But first, we are going to take a short break. Okay, we are back talking to Bob Grossfield from the Sun River Observatory, talking all about stargazing. And we've talked a little bit about what are some of the cool things you can see from uh, the skies here in Oregon. But we want to talk a little bit more about where are some of the cool places you can go to do that. So 
Bob, I, I imagine when you're looking at a place that's good for stargazing, the darker skies, the better. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Anytime you can get away from the city lights, uh, you're in great shape. Uh, uh, Central Oregon is uh, certainly a nice location, but there, there's many parts of Oregon that are very wonderful places to um, enjoy the night sky. We have major star parties that take place in the Ochoco Mountains and other areas throughout the state that people just congregate during the new moon to you know do nights viewing but there's plenty of places in oregon and washington to escape the city lights there's a great website called darksightfinder.com that has this light pollution map and it's something that i've used before just looking for places to go stargazing and you can see if you're looking at the pacific northwest obviously a lot of light pollution around portland seattle vancouver but you see this great big sort of patch of dark sky in southeast oregon and up in the northeast Nevada. And it seems like, Bob, if you're going to go stargazing in Oregon, that's the kind of spot you want to go to. Yeah, there's great places to escape, whether you're, you don't want to camp or you want to go somewhere. Um, just be by yourself and, and enjoy the night sky. Obviously, the eastern Oregon is a wonderful location. There are a lot of communities like Sun River that are actually designated as dark sky areas by the IDA, which is the International Dark Sky Association. Prineville Reservoir in, outside of Prineville is one of those locations. There's many locations. So you can escape from the city light and actually enjoy. And that's something I, I think is the great part of it. If you can see the Milky Way, and I can't tell you how many people come to the observatory from major metropolitan areas, and they've never seen the Milky Way before. And that's something that we here as Oregonians, and certainly in the Northwest, we take that kind of for advantage because we can see the Milky Way. We can see the sky. So there are lots of places to escape to. Definitely Eastern Oregon is a very popular area, uh, but there are some places that you can go to that, you know, um, it's easy to access and you don't you don't have to you know drive forever to, to get there. So, Bob, if you could pick any one spot aside from the observatory that you would send folks, one specific location or region, I'm curious if you have like a favorite spot that is just like bar none, your your number one here. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, it's putting you on the spot, I realize. Yeah, that is. I, the, you know, the Alvord Desert is yeah. a beautiful place to, to go. I wouldn't say it's my favorite just because it's so hard to get to, but the sky is just phenomenal there. Yeah, yeah that's that's probably the, as far as dark, dark sky. But yeah. even outside by Mount Bachelor, uh, Prineville Reservoir is just a gorgeous place on a dark night. You know, easy access kind of thing. But uh, if you want to... Get way out there, strawberries and Alvord are yeah. just wonderful. And I'm curious, you know, a lot of folks are naturally so captivated by looking skyward during nighttime and just basking in the glory of what it is above us. But how did you, I mean, you've taken this many steps further. This seems like a, a major passion for you. What was it about stargazing and astronomy that hooked you so intently? How did you fall in love with this? Well, I mean, I started at a young age seeing Saturn and Jupiter, and those really caught me, you know, hooked on it. And then it just kind of went from there. But I, I think it's the, like I said, the awe and the wonder. Every night it's a changing experience. And the accessibility, you know, if I go skiing, I need to go to a mountain. I got to get my skis. You know, if I go do this, I got to do that. But for stargazing, literally, you can walk out your door and enjoy it. So if you're sitting in a hot tub, you can enjoy the stars. You can take it a hike. You can go enjoy the stars. And you don't really need any special tool 
to enjoy that. Sure, telescope, binoculars are wonderful tools, but it's not required. And uh, even nowadays, just watching, I have friends that go out and watch for satellites. You know, that's they want to see how many satellites they can watch in a night sky. So, I don't know. It's ever-changing. And I know, I know a lot of folks like going out on, you know, moon hikes. When the moon is full, they want to go out on a hike. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of experience. You don't get to see the the darkness of the sky, but you get to see the bright stars and you get to see the moon. And it's just, like I said, every night it's something different. And I think that is something that makes it so accessible. 100%. And Bob, before we let you go, I want to circle back around to the observatory itself. You said it's open to the public. What should folks know about going to the observatory, whether they need any reservations or planning ahead of time, and when you folks are, are open and operational for the public? Yeah, for so for our facility, reservations are required for nighttime viewing, mm-hmm. uh, just because um, the crowds were so large. We're, we're coming out of the COVID thing where mm-hmm. we were doing reservations, so it's always better to make reservations uh, before coming in. There's a variety of different programs from private groups to public, one-hour programs, two-hour programs, that kind of thing. And the website talks about that. But there are other observatories throughout the state. Uh, we There's a observatory here in Central Oregon at the Worthy Brewery where you can get beer and pizza and still look at the night sky. There's, uh, I mentioned the Primeville Reservoir. They have an observatory there. Uh, and then we're hoping to get a couple more online in Crook County and a few other locations. So there are other locations and clubs throughout um, Central Oregon, throughout Oregon and Washington that do public viewing available to the public. Our facility is a little bit bigger than others, but there's a lot of opportunity to enjoy the sky, including, you know, obviously Pine Mountain, uh, the university's facility. Hopefully they'll get open after COVID also. So I'm hoping that with additional access as our environment improves for accessibility for public to to get onto a telescope and, and do some viewing. Well, Bob, this has been lovely and very informative. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and, and share your passion, lots of knowledge about the observatory and gazing into the stars. Uh, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And you certainly can always contact me via the snco.org website. Contact me if you have any questions questions about any of our programs or any of your programs throughout the Northwest. Very good, Bob. That's uh, awfully kind of you. Thanks again. You're welcome. Jim, I love what he said about being able to see so much here from Oregon and how that's sort of a special thing. I, I know that I was out on the Southern coast once with a couple of friends who were from back East and I was with them as they saw the Milky Way for the first time. Mm. And just that memory is so special because I remember sort of being present for them as they were sort of awestruck by that. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool experience. And I know that that's not even, you know, the the best, darkest sky you can have in Oregon. You know, I've, I've had great stargazing experiences on Steens Mountain and in Alver Desert. I mean, there's all kinds of great places to go check it out. And I love, too, what Bob said. I mean, you can do some stargazing just out your, you know, your back door. If you want here in the city, you can can't see as much, obviously, but, you know, you can still see some cool stuff, you know, break out your binoculars and uh, look skyward. I like a pastime, Jamie, that you can do as casually or intently Mm -hmm. as you would like. So the idea of you're taking a walk at night along a path somewhere or down a city block and, and just stopping for a second in a safe location and looking up and enjoying the beauty, the immense beauty, uh, you know, skyward. Or 
taking it as far as I own my own telescope, I am tracking uh, events and going to places like the Sun River Observatory, which, mind you, Jamie, I did not realize uh, how grand of an operation the Sun River Observatory is. It sounds like a heck of a place, honestly. Yeah, I've been dying to check it out. I've not been there myself, but it it seems like just a, a really great spot and a special place for folks to go to Central Oregon and and see some cool stuff. I want to see some some moons of Jupiter uh, and the rings of Saturn. That sounds awesome. Definitely sounds awesome. Very good times. And Jamie, particularly grateful for Bob's expertise. It was fun to have him on and very much appreciated uh, everything he had to share. So folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage at OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of silence.